Hi guys, welcome to episode seven with the Active Soul Podcast. Oh, we have to start that again. <laughs> no, I'm not editing that. Just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got the number right. Hi guys, and welcome to episode seven of Active Soul's Podcast with me, Josh Streisky, and me, Paul Dennett. <laughs> Are you awake today? What do you mean I'm awake, cheeky? So well, you had an early start fishing, didn't you, uh, yesterday? I did. I had a busy weekend, actually. I was away um, with the lovely Hannah Woodland, my beautiful girlfriend. And we were at Burr Island for the weekend. Lovely place. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. I highly recommend. What part of the UK is that? So it's a place called Big Bree on Sea. So down south, not far from uh, Plymouth. It's a bit sort of like round, round the corner. So it's in between sort of like Plymouth and then when you get round the corner to like Dartmouth, Sulcombe Way. But it's its own um, island. So it's got a little like sand causeway. And when the tide comes in, that's completely, completely covered. And then on low tide, um, you can kind of like walk, walk out onto it and stuff. But it's got an Art Deco hotel there. Um, yeah, so it's got some fantastic views. Yeah, really nice place. If you haven't heard of it, like have a little Google. Definitely worth a look. Was there? Was it Ruth Rendell's cottage or something down there? Was that what you were saying on our little WhatsApp group? Yeah, no. So it's Agatha Christie. Oh, Agatha Christie, that was the one. Yeah. So um, her first original holiday home was there on the island. So it's the only other building other than the Pilchard Inn, which is the pub on the island um yeah that's on the island basically yeah but yeah real nice place real nice surroundings and i highly recommend it if you want to take somebody special away for the weekend very nice was it a special occasion well hannah was well do you want to age drop but she's 30 <laughs> in may and um yeah we we plan to go away to italy lake como um with the family and stuff um, and yeah, basically that didn't happen because of COVID. So we rebooked something. So I gave her a couple of different options and yeah, she chose, she chose Bear Island. So yeah, booked that. And, um, yeah, obviously the weekend just gone, we went there. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. Like I said, very nice. Keep your running trainers at home. Do you know what I did actually? Yeah. Um, we had a little look at it because, um, there's a few nice runs around there, a few hilly runs and you can run around the Island, but it's only like no point three of a mile maybe like around the island or something so it's really no it's a little bit further than actually sorry i think it's about 0.5 of a mile but not so it's, it's nothing substantial so we just in the end we were like yeah we're like you know we, we sat out with good intention saying we were gonna have a little run around it and then actually as i was it kind of got to it we're like you know do you know what we're just gonna go and chill for the weekend and stuff and enjoy it and yeah not bother going for a run because you'd need to do like 10 laps of the island to even make it anything substantial like it's not really worth it is it for 0.5 no. of a mile and as i say you do need a break now and again so it's, sometimes it's just nice to keep the trainers at home and as I say just go and relax isn't it yeah i feel like i've had a bit of a constant break with covid and everything else that's going on with them to be no events and stuff it's probably the first ever time i've had no real purpose to my training to be honest with you which is quite difficult and it's quite nice to see well i say it's 
not nice to see, is it? But there's other athletes out there who feel very similar. So it's quite nice in the sense that it's not just you that yeah. feels that way because sometimes can feel like that when you're there just contemplating and not being able to sort of like motivate yourself or have the enthusiasm to go out and train. So yes, uh, it's good to good to know that you're not the only one. So how was fishing yesterday? I saw on as I said on our WhatsApp group you were up nice and early with one of our with our friends. Yeah, fishing was good. So we went, like I said, busy weekend. So um, we we're away, we we're away Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then came back Monday afternoon. And then today, uh, sorry, yesterday, um, I went fishing. Yeah, with uh, with our good friend Mister Edwards. He's never been fishing before, and he wanted to come out on the boat. So yeah, I threw the offer out there, and because um, the weather was good, he had a day off from work anyway scheduled in so yeah we uh we went out fishing went out of west bay caught some nice pollock new boat um, or old boat oh i don't know what you mean <laughs> right just for the listeners this is quite funny this says everything about josh last week or the week before josh phoned me out of the blue and went mate mate i've got a really good place where we can do the podcast from and josh and hannah have been looking for a new house so i thought oh way amazing they've they've bought a new house that's going to be good ask the question oh find a new house then oh no mate i got a new boat <laughs> i'm in middlesbrough collecting it <laughs> jeez oh, that yeah. says everything oh. about you to a t that just describes your personality so was it the new boat or the old boat <laughs> yeah it was the new boat yeah that's good as well to be fair <laughs> Is it nice? plenty of room yeah loads of, it's um it's only 16 foot but it's actually like they class it as the like the tardis basically because it's, it's 16 foot but literally you get in it and it just feels like so much bigger it is like it is pretty massive when when i brought it back and had her seen it she was like her just jaw hit the floor and just went oh my god oh, <laughs> yeah but no it, it was it was good it was good to seek it out um Obviously, yeah, we like, you know, just had a really good day out on the water. It was beautiful weather, really sunny, not a lot of wind around. Fishing yeah, it's was been lovely like, in the UK, hasn't it, weather-wise this week? Yeah, fi- yeah, it has been, yeah. Fishing wasn't the best, but I think it's that time of year now when you're trying to fish the wrecks and stuff like that. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit hit and miss and stuff, but just a lovely day out on the water, some beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset. And yeah, no, we just had a really, we, we had a good laugh, to be fair, when we were out there, so. I um I had a, a f- f- well my first um sports massage last night. Well, for the first time in a way, I think it was seventeen months since I had my last one, which is way too long. And boy, did it hurt! Really <laughs> hurt. Um, I say what? I know it's good pain because it's uh, beneficial in the end, but geez, I just wanted to scream. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, about that whole sort of like it's a good pain, but at the time it doesn't feel like a good pain does it do you get them very However, often do you ever have sports massages yeah I have something you fairly, build into your routines i have a fairly frequently yeah um i think you kind of got it i think i'll go with the approach of prevention is better than cure so even sometimes like because i i think where the mistake that people make and i made it for a number of years is that you wait until something goes wrong and then you try to see someone about it yeah no, whereas actually if you if you can book them in like you know it, it doesn't have to be you know really really regular even if it's like once every couple of months 
I think that just helps with the prevention of any sort of injury. So you just then never get to that point where it is really bad and then you suddenly have to see someone. Yeah. Yeah. No, have you um what 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 kind of encouraged you to get that? Is that because of the training you're doing for the long run home or? Yeah, so I'm um, four weeks into my training plan. Um, I did three big weeks. and I'm on a bit of a, a quieter week this week. Uh, and I just a bit like you just said then, I just thought about prevention rather than um, dealing with any, uh, the aftermath of an injury kicking in sort of thing. So I just thought I'd get her on top of it straight away. Uh, and it was good. It was good. We had a good chat about um, this virtual London marathon as well. And she's got the same sort of reservations I have about people going too big too quick too soon with training and trying to do a, a marathon um without the, the proper backing or the base fitness and the injuries that can come for it like damage to the achilles and shin splints and uh, all that sort of stuff so um, if you are doing the virtual london marathon i say please just go really careful I say you do have 24 hours to do it uh, I know a few people uh, have gone out and done big long runs already, probably too big, too soon. Uh, you only really want to gradually build no more than a mile, mile and a half every week, two miles tops uh, on your long runs. Because say if you go too hard too soon, you, you there are issues with injuries. Yeah, definitely. I think you've got to listen to your body for sure. And um, I think running especially because it just massively beats your body up. Right then, mate. Um, just a few things that we have to uh, clear up from the last couple of weeks. Um, I realized when I listened back to the podcast, um, checking sound quality and stuff, um, that we didn't mention when we talked about Mo Farah and his hour record on the track, the ladies. Uh, and there was actually an, a ladies um, record breaking time as well. So um, it was a Dutch oh, wow. lady called Stefan Hassan. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I apologize to all the Dutch people out there if I haven't. Uh, and she actually did 18.93 kilometers in an hour, which is just under 12 miles. That's crazy, wow. isn't it? Yeah, I know. Fantastic yeah. effort, that is. So when you get to track later on, um, that's what we're going to expect from you, all right? I want, I want at least 18K in the hour that we're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a problem. And then, and then what's going to be the main set after that? Oh, yeah, so, uh, you're feeling confident tonight. That's good. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> Uh, no, one other thing I do want to clear up as well, um, for the guys that have listened to uh, Brett Halliwell's really good interview, um, he did it at the, at the very end, he mentioned about uh, a run-walk strategy. Now, in the future, I'm going to do a bit of a, a coach's um, segment on it, but I just wanted to, to mention a little bit about it today. Um, if people are interested or want to do a little bit of research, um, you can literally just type into Google or your search engine, 91 walk strategy, or if you actually look for the Galloway run-walk method, um, there's quite a few articles about it. Um, I'm not sure I'd recommend it if you wanted to go out and PB a marathon in like three hours. Uh, but for the guys out there doing triathlon, and especially the longer stuff, um, I do really recommend it. It's a, it's a really good way to build distance. Uh, and the, 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 well, the basics is, the theory is, by adding a walk, um, you help uh, reduce fatigue in the legs. Uh, which means exhaustion um, doesn't come on as quick, which means you can go further. Uh, plus, recovery time is supposed to be quicker as well. Um, I've used it quite a few times. I did actually use it in a marathon. Uh, my PB at London Marathon came uh, by nine walk, uh, nine one in, uh, and then with the, the walk run strategy, uh, I did a three twenty five in London by doing that. So um, I'm quite an, a big advocate for it. Have you ever done it before? 
no, never. I know you have a few times and um, <laughs> you've come under a bit of friendly banter from uh, a few friends of ours, haven't you? But, Just uh, a, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like if, you, if you're walking, does that mean you've ran the marathon or, or not? Oh, it actually, <laughs> it actually, when you get your results through, um, especially if it's uh, in the paper or anything, it doesn't actually say if you ran, walked, crawled or cried as you crossed the line. So, uh, yeah, I think my marathon time would stand. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Listen, I think you're right in what you said. If you're trying to go for potentially like, you know, a PD of a time, like, you know, three hours or under something like that, then I think you will struggle using that strategy. But I think like pretty much all these strategies and different ways of and techniques of doing things, I think everything has its place, doesn't it? And yeah, I think especially might probably be a good one for a lot of people tackling the London virtual marathon who haven't necessarily done the relevant training and required to take on the distance. Um, I think, yeah, you know, that could be a fantastic technique to, uh, to use there really. Yeah, the other way to look at it as well for the guys that are out there doing the long distance triathlons and stuff, the Ironmans and things of this world, um, there is going to be points where you, you want to walk or you, you feel you need to walk. And if you put a nine, one strategy in or a 14, one, like Brett was saying about, um, you actually manage your time a little bit more. So instead of just going on, oh, I'll walk for a little bit and, and then get going again. If you actually put a strategy in place that you can then stick to, uh, it just helps build into the planning and then you actually say to yourself, right, one minute, I'm going to start running again and then say to get, gets you going a little bit. Um, did you want to mention yeah, about... No, um, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to convert you. <laughs> well, I'm going to convert you. Um, did you want to mention about Hannah's brother? He's, is he doing a big charity event? Yeah, so no, he's, he's not doing a charity event, but um, he's basically kind of like set himself a little challenge, which you know I think is, is really good and quite motivational, really. So he's recently got back into cycling. So... Um, he works up in London uh, for Sky and uh, obviously up in the big city doesn't get the opportunity so much to get out like he normally has done previously when he used to live in Bristol. So um, because obviously uh, COVID and working from home and everything else, that's allowed him to actually move back to Bristol, um, back in with his parents. That I'm sure they're uh, very glad to have him back, blocking their toilet and making a mess everywhere. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so he's basically got back into, um, yeah, fitness quite a bit and he's, he's started to tackle um, a lot of cycling and stuff. And I think um, he works within finance for Sky and I think it's, you know, it's quite a stressful, uh, stressful job and he's just found himself working long hours and stuff. So he's actually set himself the challenge for September to cycle a thousand miles, which uh, obviously like quite, you know, quite an epic thing really it's obviously a, a massive distance and at the moment he's halfway through that challenge so um he's 500 down he's got about 500 to go now so um obviously so is he just doing that locally putting like a, like a, doing any big one like 100 milers or is he just trying to do 20 miles a day or what's, what's the so, process so, yeah so the aim is obviously where he's busy with work and normally got his head down in emails and his laptop to silly o'clock at night um it's kind of he's basically set himself the challenge to cycle a thousand miles over the course of the month but he's trying to get out every day to do at least something yeah um and and that's the aim really so he's, he's not necessarily just crunching out like two or three cycles a week of high mileage He's, you know, kind of like little and often, if you like, going out. But he's still, you know, he's still done a considerable amount of miles and 
uh, like longish rides, you know, like doing 40, 50, 60 miles and stuff. So um, I think he's actually ahead of his target for where he needs to be. So just wanted to give uh, Rory a shout out on the pod to uh, obviously, you know, give him a bit of encouragement and tell him, you know, to, to keep going. And hopefully, um, you probably hate me for mentioning it because I've been on his case about it a few times. Obviously, we're doing that long ride down to Weymouth, aren't we? Me, you and our other friend, uh, Rob and Ed. Um, and I'm trying to encourage him to to jump on that as well. Because that will be the furthest he's ever cycled by quite quite a long way, really. So, yeah, and I think he obviously built he would have built up a good base level of training by smashing out a thousand miles through September. Then he'll have a couple of days rest before that weekend that we're gonna go down to Weymouth and back on the bike in a day. So yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to encourage him to do that. Um but you know, I think at the moment he's just uh, you know, suffering with a bit of a sore bottom and things like that. So he's kind of, you know, contemplating whether or not he's going to want to spend even longer in the saddle on that Saturday when it'll be his first Saturday after the challenge is finished. So he's probably going to want to go for a few beers and a curry or something like that. So, Do you know if he, um, you know if he took any stats or anything before he started? Like, is he is he losing any weight? Is his heart rate uh, changing or anything like that? Did he do any base stats to start with? Good question. No, not as such. I think just looking at him visually, I would say he's, he's lost a bit of weight, to be fair. Um, I don't know exact numbers, but it's something I'll ask him and I'm sure we can uh, re-pick it back up when hopefully he's completed and, you know, smashed the challenge out of the park. We can maybe review and look at some of the stats in more detail, definitely. Yeah, because um, I know there's quite a few people, especially over lockdown, when they were having their adult, uh, hour um, exercise a day, they were trying to do like 5K a day for a, a month and all that sort of stuff. And the stats that were coming out were, were, were really good. So trying to do a thousand miles in September, uh, that's, a, that's a big challenge. That is fair play to us. I think it proves a point now. It's all about consistency. It's not about just going out once a week and smashing out, you know, like 60 miles or something. It's about that consistent sort of like daily routine of exercise that actually you know um massively helps with the long game and losing weight and getting fitter really yeah i agree because what you sometimes find is you'll find people who go all out for a couple of weeks 100 percent, and like if you're on training peaks you get your, your green uh to say that you've completed your workout and all that sort of stuff uh they go full out and then they'll have two weeks on the beer and kind of lose momentum and kind of not start from the beginning again because i retain some fitness but um if you can just get yourself into that consistent thing uh where you just go out and do as much as you can on a regular basis the the base fitness you build is massive absolutely massive yeah definitely Definitely. uh one other thing um i wanted to just do a quick shout out for why because we got no guests this week so it's going to be a slightly shorter podcast but i've just done a bit of um uh, housekeeping and just trying to fill in all the gaps that I wanted to do over the last few weeks and we've run out of time to do. Um, I just wanted to give a big shout out to the guys at Relish Running and uh, Relish the Great Outdoors. Um, they're a local um, company to us that run running races. Um, they do some in Bath and Cheddar and places like that. Um, they've got a, a, a good COVID policy in place uh, and they've actually held a couple of races over the last couple of weeks uh, and they've got a few more due. Um, so if you have missed racing and you want to give it a go, um, I recommend you say, jump on their website, have a look at what they've got in place. Um, one of the good races they do is called the two tunnels. Um, and it's, they actually do a lot of different distances. They do uh, 5k, 10k, half marathon and marathon. Uh, and they've got one of those coming up in 
October, 25th of October, that one's uh, coming up. Um, they've actually got dates in as well for next year already. They've got Bath Skyline, Dark Horse, which is a, a night race. Uh, and I say the, the guys there, um, Tom, who uh, is uh, actually the, the owner of Reddish Running, does a lot for us. When we do our family festival of running, um, they come and do all the timekeeping and stuff for free. Um, so I just wanted to give them a, a, a bit of a plug on the podcast and advertise their, web, their webpage and, and the races they got going on. Have you ever done the, um, any of the Relish Running ones? No, do you know what? I haven't actually. When you, when you mentioned it to me a couple of weeks ago or whatever, yeah, I, I had a little look on the website and I think there's some fantastic races to be done and held. So yeah, certainly something I look to in the future for sure. Have you cycled through the two tunnels? Uh, yeah, I've done that yeah, many a time. Yeah, beautiful run. Uh, ride even sorry yeah but I can imagine it'd be even better run especially through those tunnels that'd be quite interesting because um, one way there, there is a bit of a uh, uh, incline in there if, on coming back so it'd be quite good to go out yeah. quite fast to go out but a bit, a, bit, a bit of a struggle to come back up and um, sometimes they play music as you're running through so it's, got, it's a yeah, really strange it, yeah. atmosphere yeah, yeah. I, do, do you know the one thing now it'd be interesting because every time I cycle through it my Garmin never picks it up yeah so you, you, get, you hear the beeps of uh, the loser losing the satellite as you're running through yeah, and I mean, it's actually a pretty lengthy tunnel, isn't it? Especially if you're going through both of them. I think it's well over like a mile. Both yeah, of them definitely. Combined, so yeah, definitely. Have you had, um, while we're talking Garmin quickly, and if anybody on the pod uh, listening to the pod wants to get in touch and let us know as well, are you having any issues with your Garmin connecting uh, to satellites and uh, all that sort of stuff? My Garmin, I love my Garmin watch, but lately, the second you get a bit of tree cover, you just seem to lose signal or the or they, um, they can't pick up your pace and all that sort of stuff. It's jumping from seven-minute mile into 12-minute mile in. Now, I know that could be me. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to blame the watch. <laughs> I was just about to say, that's your heavy legs and a big build-up of lactic acid. It's nothing to do with the watch. <laughs> so you've had no issues with your Garmin? If we have anybody who works for Garmin <laughs> listening to the podcast, A, want to send me a free watch. I'm well up for that. Um, or if they just want to tell me if there's an issue since they had their little, um, uh, what did they have? They had a, a virus. Yeah, hacked, weren't they? Yeah. So if there's any issues since then, uh, can you just let me know? Because it's getting, uh, getting a bit frustrating. Right then, mate, we're going to call it, um, I think we'll call this uh, pod a nice short one this week for the guys. We've got quite a few interviews lined up. Um, last week, we were talking about uh, the Nike Vaporfly trainers, uh, and we've got a guy called Rick Wells coming on the podcast next week or in the next couple of weeks, uh, who owns a running shoe shop. So we're going to get some educated discussion about uh, the Nikes and uh, all the different brands. Uh, we've got a, a lady, we're going to have a lady on the pod. It's been a bit male dominated, but we're going to have a lady come on and talk about part run. Um, she's a race director. It's amazing how many people still don't really know too much about part run. Um, so I thought we'd get somebody on there on there to talk about it. You quite like a part run on a Saturday morning, don't you? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good event to incorporate into your training. So it's a great social thing and obviously it just gets you up and out on a Saturday morning. So yeah, I'm a massive advocate for that, definitely. Uh, and I think we've also got um, a race director who does triathlons, who's going to come on as well in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, and it'd be yes, good to know do, about yeah. all their, uh, their issues with the COVID and all the guidelines from British um, um, triathlon um, 
federation and stuff so uh yeah we got some really good interviews coming up if you do um know anybody uh, or you want to hear from anybody interview wise drop us a line uh you can get in contact directly via the to the podcast via our email at active souls podcast at gmail.com uh, or you can contact us on instagram and facebook uh what's your instagram handle is that what the kids call it instagram handle so you can find me on Instagram at jmski123 and on Facebook as Joshua Strysky. Uh, and I'm on Instagram as active underscore soul underscore UK. Right then, mate, I think we're coming to a bit of a close this week. So it's a nice short one for everybody. Uh, so we had, like I said earlier, we've got no guests this week, so we'll just keep it short and sweet. Uh, what you got planned for the rest of the week? Back out on the boat or doing anything nice? So I've got a few co- uh, quarry swims booked in. Have you been yeah, there so yet this get... year? Yeah, I have only once. Yeah, um, when was that? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I really enjoyed it actually. I just forgot how much I love swimming in the quarry. To be honest so with you. For so. the guys listening to the podcast, we're based in Bristol in in the UK. We've got a really nice quarry near us called Cromwell Diving Centre. How deep is it? Do you remember, do you remember how deep it is? Ah, uh, like ridiculously deep. Yeah, I, I don't know a figure off the top of my head. But I think it's over a hundred foot. Put that way. But it's really nice to swim in. It's crystal clear water. They do a lot of diving there. There's a lot of um, open water swims going on. It's a really nice place. Bit cold at the start of the season, but warms up quite nicely. It should be quite warm for you this weekend, I reckon. Yeah, I think it should be. And I'm I'm quite interested actually because I've seen that they posted on their uh, on their website that um, they're looking at opening all year round. Oh, so I think that that be yeah that'd be fantastic if that actually gets to go ahead and stuff. So. Um, although swimming in there in like you know November December time won't be for the faint-hearted, but I think you know it'd be great to have that option of swimming there all year round. Have you ever done anything see like the um, Boxing Day swims or first of January swims? I know on um, down in Clevedon, uh, where we've been a few times uh, swimming in the um, the sea pool. There, they do a thing where they swim on Boxing Day. I think it is. Yeah, that's right. I've never actually taken part in that event, but I have been down in that exact lake in Clevedon in January time, January and February. And uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, let's just say that was a, a bit of an experience. A bit. It wasn't so much you get in and your body acclimatizes quite quick, but it's mainly just when you put your head in the water. You need yeah, a I don't deal with the cold really. very well at all. No, I was, I was getting brain freeze after about... 30 seconds of just having your head submerged and your lips start to go all funny and yeah just rather unpleasant really to be honest with you i did um i uh, was chatting to a lady then a core i think it was might have been last year um, when we were preparing for one of the events uh, and she did actually she made the effort to go once a week for a whole 52 weeks i say just imagine getting in there in january and february i bet the oh it's unbelievable yeah you wouldn't be staying in there very long if you do get in put it that way no definitely not all right mate well i think we'll call it quits um have a good week i will speak to you very soon yeah thank you everyone for listening and yeah i'll catch you next week wicked okay then mate have a good one cheers and you bye